0: Your girl is back. I have left my baby, (laughs) sounds terrible. Um, Alex is keeping brand this morning and I'm taking one of my very first car rides without the baby. And I have of course bawled about this for 10 minutes and now I've gotten my crap back together and realized, wow, I could podcast right now. So I'm here, I'm back, I'm excited. I have had a topic that I've wanted to talk about for a while because when I brought it up to one of my good friends, she said, oh my God, you're so right, this needs to be a podcast. So I decided that would be our topic this morning and it's conditional goals and why you have kind of self-sabotaged your goals. And I think all of us have done this I think all of us can relate to this in some form or fashion and I want to talk about it now my friend knows who she is I'm not gonna call her out but I have seen this from afar with myself um, with other friends with people as I've read more and more books again um, I'm no dr. Phil but when you get to zoom out it helps you become really self-aware man self-awareness sucks because (laughs) the more that you look at something and you're like, wow, can you believe that person does X, Y, Z, and it would be so easy for them to change to do this. And then you look at yourself and you're like, I wonder how that applies to me. And then you're like, shit, I do that too. So that being said, every single time, that I have a light bulb moment and I share it on my podcast just know it was a moment of self awareness and it was some energy that I'm trying to break free from and it's not an attack on you I just hope that it turns on a light bulb somewhere where you go well I guess now that I know better I need to do better all right let's get it started So, conditional goals. Let me tell you what that looks like so you can connect with me before we even get started. I have seen a lot from afar and then realized that I did it myself. People, and let's just talk about barrel racing. And I know not a lot, not all barrel racers listen to my podcast, but um, that is what I'm a world champion doing. And I have segued into being a mentor, being a coach. Um, give lessons virtually. I love it. I still train every day. I still compete every week. Um, It's my passion. I absolutely love it. I find myself in the middle of my Journey to the Juvenile, and that's a competition where the horses are all three, and it is the most unrealistic goal that as a trainer that you could ever have. So it's it's really fun and complicated, and I love it. So we've been filming this as a YouTube documentary, Journey to the Juvenile, getting a three-year-old ready for its first competition for $100,000. It's the most asinine, crazy thing ever. The people that do this yearly they don't see how crazy it is that what they're doing, just like the people on the rodeo road don't see how crazy it is to try to qualify for the national finals. Like it's literally like climbing Everest by yourself and it is so hard to do. And yet it's so fun to document. Um, but I find myself with at the helm of my juvenile pile of colts. There's four of them that are eligible. And the one I don't want to make as perfectly as all the others, um, is making. And she is, she is way out in front of the group. Now she's way out in the front of the group because I have dedicated more time to her so far, which is just a quinky dink. Like I didn't plan to do that. I just thought, let me take this really odd horse and I'll start with her first because she's probably going to fall way back in the group. And then I'll start the other ones that I just, I know will be my front runners. Okay. That being said, she is leaps and bounds ahead of the other horses and just making like everything about her. And when I talk about her, I'm not like proudly talking about her. I'm like, Ugh. she's making she's doing really well and that tone is so bizarre and I was watching my friend the other day come practice and she allows me to like practice different methods on her and um, give lessons and you know she allows me to like guinea pig her a little bit and finally it dawned on me one day I'm like the reason that she hasn't succeeded to this point as much as she's wanted to is a self-sabotaging thing. And then it made me self-reflect. And I looked at her and I said, you are wanting the goal and you want it. And that's great, but you're wanting it with all of these conditions. You want it to be on that horse because somebody one day somewhere told you that horse wouldn't make Or you want to not waste the investment that you've made on that animal. So you don't want to just be like, oh, it didn't work because of her. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want it to be on your heart horse. In the time frame that you want. um, With the budget that you've allotted. With the time that you have committed. Because you don't have extra of that. It's not a renewable resource. And... When it doesn't work with all of those various things, we just give <laughs> we just give up. Or we just go, it just wasn't meant to be. Instead of going, what conditions have I put on this that have made this really freaking unrealistic? For me, I'm like, oh, I don't want it to work on this mare because she's Cremelo and she's towed out and she's always dirty. And you know, people are going to like her just for her color. So I dislike her for her color, I guess if I was really self-reflecting and people, you know, and here, here I go again, I'm going to ride like something that looks like a freak. And then people are going to be so excited and I just don't want to fall into the trenches of doing something predictable. And, um, so I've just like kind of tried to ensure that this mare is not the front runner by like, Oh, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to, like, worry about her having as much um, training as the other ones. I'm just going to jump on her and just, I'm only going to film her for TikTok, like, four minutes a day. And, you know, it is what it is. Like, if she makes, she makes. And that's such a bizarre thought process from someone that I I try to pride myself on being really self-aware. But, like, I I speak over this horse with such a... And I'm being really vulnerable here, so I, you know, don't judge me, but I've been speaking over her in such a way that is kind of condescending or kind of tongue in cheek, you know, the big joke that, and I've given her so many nicknames, like, oh, here comes white lightning. Like, oh, here comes the unicorn with like kind of a, um, a deprecating tone that's like not super becoming of me. Um, but you know, I'm not Mary Poppins. I can't be, you know, a fairy godmother all day long. I I do my very best to be positive, but I'm never going to embellish my journey of like, and then it went great. You know, it's it's got to be authentic or like I podcast for free. Why why do I need to be Mary Poppins on a podcast? Because nobody else's life is going that way. I say that to say. <laughs> This horse is doing really well. And I need to shift my energy from who gives a shit what color she is. Why do I need at this point in my journey to be this fancy dance? Like everybody knows that, that I've earned some success. Everybody knows that I'm not driving a car that breaks down with no AC. Everybody knows I'm wearing a rollie on my arm. There's no point now... To shrink, to make someone else feel better, just because I'm feeling the divide between me and the people that want to hate me now for being a success, and I find myself reaching back and going, no, 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 I'm just like you, no, 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 no. we we can be friends, please like me, and then I self sabotage the opportunities in front of me. In order to make someone else feel bigger, and I need to step into my queen energy, my main character moment, and I know that you do too, because I'm watching my friend do it too, and I I've watched her. She's let this go, by the way. So this is just a retro, a retroactive podcast of um, of kind of watching watching this from the outside and then having to be really self-aware, I need to step into that main character energy and go, you're fine. Other people have kids and go to work and are successful and enjoy things. You don't have to be miserable or pretend to be miserable, if I was being honest, riding a really nice horse just because it's a different color or it's got a few vices or it whatever, or it does this, you know, thing, or, um, you're not going to fit in because I have the budget to go buy something really shiny that when I walk by people would go, Oh, that's so cool. And I'm missing the point that seven year old me would think that this is the coolest horse on the planet and would overlook all of the things just for the opportunity to ride something that looks like this, that works like this. 20 year old me would be so proud of the training I put into this horse. So proud. And just because now I'm at a place where maybe I don't enjoy the criticism quite as much because I'm not deep in my journey of climbing Mount Everest where you have like a bit of suffering. You know, I've become just a little bit softer to not wanting that that suffering and the constant criticism and I pulled myself out of that um that limelight just a little bit where now I've become a little softer and I don't want to poke the bear with as much criticism and as much judgment. And it is time to throw myself right back in the fire. Because that's where all the good stuff is. On the other side of that fear, that's my that's my thing. I think we get tagged very young with like we get labeled with like hates criticism people pleaser you know if you had to tag me that would be like you know thrives on achievement well guess what when you accomplish a lot you're going to not please a whole lot of people and you're going to get a whole lot of criticism so my double edged sword is that i love to achieve things and on the back side of that is you're gonna get a whole lot of criticism with how you achieved it. And a whole lot of people that think, oh, you think you're better than me now? Oh, you think you're somebody now? Oh, how dare you do that? How dare you not do live life the way I would live it if I were in your position? So my friend would half commit to her own goal, of wanting to be a 1D barrel racer. And she accomplished the goal of being a 1D barrel racer, won the won the 1D. And then the self-sabotage started of I bet I can never do that again or I only won the 1D because there wasn't 300 entries or I'm sure I can't replicate that. Or oh, oh god, if I become a 1D barrel racer and this is a big one, this is this is where I I kind of get in trouble with my own thinking, if I achieve that goal, am I going to have to dedicate a lot more time to it? Am I going to disappoint people because then I I don't have the time to enter three events a week? But if I'm winning at this, am I going to be expected to change my schedule to pursue something that is not something that I've built time in my life for? What is my spouse going to say about me being a winner we've settled into this me being disappointed with my progress thing what's going to happen if I if I make it am I going to be expected to do so much more will that pull away from the job I really love and then we pull back instead of just being in the moment and going if I win I win and that's really great And then I'll just choose another event and it'll be hard for me to win that next one. And I bet since I did it once, I can probably replicate it. But watching that spiral of thought and confusion has motivated me to make this podcast and to really self-reflect. We want it, but we want it to be on our terms, on our budget, on our deadline. And with all of these stipulations. It's got to be a sorrel. It's got to be a baby flow. Um, I only have, you know, an hour a day to ride four colts. It's got to be all of these things. If it's not that, then it's not meant to be. Instead of just reshaping and going, you know what? My life's going to get a little out of whack if I really do want this. And that's cool because I can just layer one thing with another thing. And then, instead of me treating it like my... Um, high school boyfriend of this is the boyfriend that I'm going to marry and we're going to have 17 children and they're all going to go to Harvard. Instead of putting all of that weight on this goal, why don't we just take it day by day for what it is and really enjoy the process because of all of the things that I've done in life, the process has brought me so much more fulfillment than the achievement. I'm an achievement whore. I want it. <laughs> I want to. I want to achieve the next thing. I want to know how many numbers. I want to quantify it. I want it to get better. I want to improve. My friend group is a plus friend group, and I think that that's what makes me so obsessed with um, with Disney things and Walt Disney and the Walt Disney Corp. and And listen, we can conspiracy theory with all of the crazy crap that is Disney or any big corporation or big pharma or any of those things. I'm with you, but let's strip it back for just, let's say that there's only good in the world and none of the bad stuff exists. That's what I'm talking about. Let's just pull it back to la la land that doesn't exist. Walt Disney left behind a legacy where his employees, his staff, his friends, his relatives, all he wanted them to be plus people. Okay, we did this. That's really great. How can we improve it? All of my friends don't shudder at that. They, they go, literally like one person will bring up, um, uh, I think we need to be more active. I think we need to work out harder. Okay, every single person starts working out harder. And then one person goes, I think we need to be tracking it. I think we need to track it. This friend I'm talking about was the one to suggest, I think we need to be wearing some sort of wearable device. I think we need to track it. Okay, here we go. Let's all track it. So we all plused up to tracking it. We track it and then we're like, oh, I think we need to step it up. I think we need to jog. You guys looking at your heart rates? Everybody looking at every, okay, how can we improve that? Um, ranch dressing, all of the vision kitchen, as we call it. How can we plus it? Okay, we've got the rodeo. How do we make them better? Okay, we've got the jeans. How do we make those better? Every day is a plus conversation and I'm addicted to it. And I think that with my big, big goals, um, and again, when I share on my podcast, if you're a first-time listener, this is just about me self-reflecting me and hoping that maybe the trickle-down is it triggers something in you where you go, okay, that lady was rambling, but I see what she was saying about XYZ. I'm going to enjoy, and the irony is that it's Journey to the Juvenile. You know, it's not FallonWinsTheJuvenile.com. Also, I would like to add to that point, every event that I have taken the time to meditate, I have come home the winner. Every time. The thoroughbred challenge was like, it was T, 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 T. And I wish more haters would listen to my podcast because, one, they'd be converted. And two, um, they would understand why stuff looks magical and they would reap the benefits of that. So I went to the thoroughbred challenge and I was like, okay, if I, my horse, Cowboy Swagger, his sire was a Kentucky Derby winner. And at the Kentucky Derby, they present the like big thing of roses to lay over their neck when they win. And I was like, okay, I should get somebody to, um, build me one of those things for his, I keep wanting to call it like a lay, but a big rose floral thing, several hundred dollars. I'm going to have them make that because when I win this thing, I'm going to put that over his neck just like his dad and give him that moment. Well, people then the whole rumor was that I had it rigged. How would I know to bring something like that. If I didn't already know I was going to win, like who would prepare that much? And my dad, my whole life has told me, if you're going after Moby Dick, make sure to bring tartar sauce. And so that's been my theory. And it has worked out every single major thing um, that I have done that I've taken the time and been like, okay, in my win picture, I'm going to look like this. So two things I'm going to prepare to win the juvenile in some way outfit. I'm going to share it here on this podcast outfit, win picture, whatever it may be. I've already been envisioning all of my friends that go to the journey to the juvenile and, um, my dad and my baby at, in the wind picture, my husband, obviously all of that. Like I'm already really, really excited about that. So I'm going to start like building onto that with like an outfit or what I'm going to say, all of those things. Um, but also from the nuggets in this podcast, I'm going to enjoy the process of getting up every day and having really cool colts to ride and watching my training come to fruition because i'm putting in a lot of effort and it's really exciting to start seeing these colts come together and um, i'm very blessed to be able to ride a horse that maybe other breeders would kind of shuck to the side just based on color and conformation and i'm going to replicate my underdog vibes that i did with baby flow and put a lot of really cool positive energy into my journey to the juvenile so i hope that this really hit your heart in places where you're like wow i've been self sabotaging and i my goal i'm going to let that energy go into the universe and go ahead and unlock all of this new zest for what I'm doing. I hope that that's what this podcast did for you. Thank you so much for hanging with me and listening to me ramble through my own personal thoughts. This podcast is really personal to me and means so much to me. And when you hit me up later with, wow, um, that really broke something loose for me and here's what I was able to accomplish, I absolutely love it. Go out and do something really huge. Subscribe to this podcast. Um, Make sure to check out ranchdressing.com for all the new drops coming follow me on YouTube, youtube youtube.com forward slash Fallon Taylor, where we are steady working on the journey to the juvenile. Thanks so much for listening.